everyone. I'm Leslie Martinez, and you're listening to Your Joyful Order Podcast. Each week, I will bring you joyful stories that will motivate and inspire you, and at the same time, bring order to your everyday life. Let's just say the show will be a mixture of preaching and teaching with a kick of motivation from your girl here. Welcome to Your Joyful Order Podcast. Are you in a season of life where you are just asking yourself, why God? Why? (laughs) Are you at that point where you're just overwhelmed? You're in a storm right now and you're not seeing the light of day. At one point in all of our lives, I think I can say that we all have been there. It's a challenging time, but we always have a choice and it's all in how we handle the storms of life that come along. Now, I just, I want to put this out there before I get into the nitty gritty of this episode. I want to say whatever it is that you have been through, I am not diminishing it in any way. There are some serious challenges and serious storms that people are enduring, that people have gone through. Trauma is never okay. Having horrible things happen to you is never okay. Going through challenges or a rough season is never easy. They are painful and unfortunate. But one of the things you have to tell yourself when you are in that season of life is now what? You cannot stop in your pain or in your stormy season. You don't get a free pass at life because yours was rough. You have to figure it out and get past it. And if I can say kind of in my tough love, kind of throwing it out there of coaching you guys, I'm going to give some tough love and say, it's time to suck it up, buttercup. It's time to move on. And I get that there is definitely a time to sit in the storm, but not every storm lasts forever. The rain eventually stops and oftentimes you even get a rainbow to remind you that God's promises for your life are still true. You have to care enough about yourself to get past your pain. Why are you going to have your entire story end in this season, in this storm right now? Look at your life as a book. You are the author. You are writing your story right now. Are you choosing to stay in one chapter the rest of your life? Or are you willing to make that change so that you can have a different end of the chapter, a different end to the book? At some point, you have to start writing that new chapter in your life. You cannot just sit in that storm and let that season just be it for you. It's time to awaken your mindset and your spiritual life. I am going to give you two ways that you can step out of the stormy season and into the now what season of life. One way to do that is by taking a personal inventory. Now, what does a personal inventory look like? It's self-inventory. It's basically admitting to your past mistakes. It's forgiving those that have maybe hurt you. It is dealing with the past traumas. And it's also acknowledging your strengths and your weaknesses. It's acting on your potential to make a change for the future. You need to stop making excuses and stop living in the like, what if 
You need to start moving into the now what? So a lot of times our anxiety and our crazy thoughts get us going and you're like, what if this happens? What if that happens? What if, what if, what if I lose my job? What if I, you know, get divorced? What if I go bankrupt? Well, those are all things to, yeah, be worrisome about, but you also need to step into the now what of, yes, you lost your job, but now what? Yes, you experienced heartbreak and you just went through a divorce, but now what? Yes, you were just diagnosed with a horrible disease, but now what? You cannot stay in that season of just waddling in your emotions and in your pain for too long because it's not healthy and it's not where God intended you to be. Like I said earlier, storm, it brings the rain. And then guess what? It brings some sunshine also. So if you're in that season where you feel like all you're getting is rain and you're just like, why God? It's time to take that self inventory. What are your next steps? You need to stop complaining about where you are now and start thanking God for the next season that is coming on the horizon. Now, I want to take a little bit of a Bible break here. All right. Now, I want to share a story from the Bible right here about some people who just didn't know how to move on or move into the next season that God had planned for them. And maybe this will give you a better perspective of what I'm trying to share with you. Now, let me tell you about a group of people called the Israelites. Some of you might have heard of them. Some of you probably know this whole story that I'm about to tell you. And there could be others of you that are hearing of the Israelites for the first time and maybe even hearing this Bible story for the first time. So let me let me give you the Leslie version of the Israelite stories. OK, so in the Bible, the Israelites were the chosen people by God. All right. Now, he had God created a special covenant or like agreement with the Israelites. Now, according to God, in the Bible, it said that God made this covenant where he would bless them and their descendants in exchange for their obedience to certain laws, customs, and attitudes. Now, let, let me say that again. God would bless them and their descendants in exchange for their obedience to certain laws, customs, and attitudes. It's important to point that out. All right. Now the Israelites were slaves in Egypt. I hope so. I hope you guys know the story. Okay. I, because it, it ties in with history also. So Israelites were slaves in Egypt. And since God made a covenant with them, he needed to get them out of slavery. You know, they were slaves to kings and queens and all the rich people that had all the gold and fancy stuff out in Egypt during that time. And God made this covenant with them. And part of that was getting them into the promised land, like their own land where they could be free and, you know, not live under slavery anymore. So we know that to be like the promised land, right? Well, as the Israelites fled in an exodus from Egypt, the trip was not a pleasant one. If you all, if you all are familiar, again, this is where you had the parting of the Red Sea. Like, you know, they went through all kinds of crazy stuff to flee. You have the pharaohs coming after them and, you know, it, it was just a big mess. So they had a long journey, but 
they made it that much longer simply because they did not keep the agreement that they made with God. God was like, okay, I'm going to take you out of the slavery. I'm going to take you out of this mess. I'm going to take you out of the storm. But I, I need you to make this promise to me and I will get you there. Well, guess what? Their attitudes were not in alignment with God. They grumbled. They complained the entire time. Even as they complained, God was still blessing them. So they complained about being hungry. So you know what God did? Bam, I'll make it rain manna. Here's manna for y'all. Like you got manna for days. Ain't nobody going hungry right now. But then they complained. Yeah, they first they were hungry and like, oh, just give us food, give us food. God gave it to them. But then they found something to complain about. They got tired of the manna. So God winded up blessing them with meat. He's like, okay, you guys are tired of manna. All right, I get it. I get it. Well, what he did is he sent down um, quail for them to hunt. So they had meat. Well, they stuffed their faces with all that meat. They got sick and then they started dying. So all they did was complain about every season they were in. They were complaining when they were slaves. Then they were complaining when they had to make the long journey. Then they were complaining that they were hungry. Then they were complaining that, well, this isn't what we want to eat. God was answering their prayers, but they were ungrateful. God gave them a promise, but because they had not fulfilled their part of the covenant with God, he basically kept them in the desert. <laughs> they missed out on the promised land because they complained, because they wanted to stay in their storm. Did you hear that? All they did was complain and remain in the storm. Where are you when the storms of life hit? Are you complaining and making excuses? Are you asking for manna and then saying, ah, oh, this isn't what I want. I want meat. And then are you just like filling yourself so much that you're just like sick? Is that where you're at? Because complaining does not get you into the promised land. Complaining does not get you into the next chapter. Complaining does not get you into the next season. Complaining does not give you a rainbow at the end of the storm. Gratitude is the attitude that God wanted to see from the Israelites, but that never happened. Do you see what complaining can do with God's plan for your life? I hope you hear me on this. I really hope you do. So I want to give you the second thing that you can do to step into the now what phase. And that is simply to be grateful. Now, how can you do that? You need to look at the challenges that you're in. You may have just gotten a divorce. Now what? Well, I'm going to be grateful that I have loved and lost rather than to have never loved at all. Or maybe it's a situation where you really needed to get out of you know, um, a domestic issue that you were having. And you're like, you know what? I, I'm glad that I'm getting this divorce because now I can be grateful that God is going to keep me and my, my kids safe. Maybe you lost a job and you say, you know, God, I just lost my job. Now what? You can remain grateful and say, God, thank you for closing that door of that job because I know that you're going to open the door to something better for me. Now, I did a little bit of research about what gratitude actually does to your mental health. And I found some very interesting findings that I'm going to share with you. According to an article in Positive Psychology, they did a study researching the neuroscience 
that gratitude has on the brain. And it actually can rewire the brain. Did you hear me on that? Gratitude can actually rewire the brain. And this is what they found. The article states that significant studies over the years have established the fact that by practicing gratitude, that we handle stress better than others. By merely acknowledging and appreciating the little things in life, we can rewire the brain to deal with the present circumstances with more awareness and a broader perception. There was also a study done by Harvard in which they discovered that grateful people practice gratitude daily. Well, I mean, duh. (laughs) If you want that title of being a grateful person, this is literally what you have to do. One, you have to write down at least five things that you are grateful for every day. And two, you have to share it with someone. That's it. Their definition of a grateful person is someone who makes a list of five things they're grateful for every day and they share it with someone. That's it. You guys, it's so simple. When you are grateful, you reprogram your brain. So that stinking thinking of, oh, poor me, feel sorry for me. And that person that makes excuses, guess what? That person starts to go bye-bye. You start to reprogram your brain and gratitude becomes part of your subconscious. Now, tie this back to the Bible. So I gave you a little bit of science behind being grateful. Now, the Bible literally talks about how being grateful brings you into the presence of God. So how can you not put this into practice? Gratitude rewires your brain and it brings you closer to God. I mean, duh, it's a no-brainer, right? (laughs) Now, if you're in a rough season right now, know that it is just that. It's a season. So that means that there's a new season coming or a new chapter will come. But you are the one who's going to make the choice to move into the now what season of life. You have the choice to determine what now. There are two simple ways that you can do that. Again, one, by just taking a personal inventory, admitting those past mistakes, forgiving the people that hurt you, looking into what are my strengths and weaknesses that I can work with, looking at what your potential is for the future, and then two, being grateful. Go start that gratitude journal that you keep telling yourself, oh, I'll start it one day. It's simple. And you know, it doesn't even have to be that you sit and write a gratitude journal every day. It can be as simple as just writing a text to someone. Maybe creating a family group chat where every day you guys share five things that you're grateful for and boom. And it's just in one simple text, one, two, three, four, five. Today I'm grateful for bam, 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 bam. And then you have it in your group chat and you shared it with others that you love. It's going to change your life and you're going to start to look into the now what seasons rather than staying in the wallowing in the like, what if and why me season. You need to look into, yes, I am here, but now what? What is my next step? What are you going to do to get out of this season? And again, don't want to diminish the season that you are in. There are some things that people are going through that are hard. It's hard and it's understandable to know why you might be in that season a little bit longer. 
But put these two things into place and little by little, you'll start to rewire your brain and start to move into the next chapter or into that new season of what God has in store for you. It really can be that simple. Thank you for listening to another episode of your Joyful Order podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, if it uplifted you, if it just gave you a little bit of encouragement, will you please share it with someone you love and spread the joy? Remember to go chase joy.